Happy New Year, everyone. In this podcast, 10 things the martial arts should have taught you about life. Hi everyone, I'm Ian Abernethy and welcome to the latest ianabernethy.com podcast. Uh, In this podcast we're going to be looking at uh, 10 things the martial arts should have taught you about life. So it's uh, New Year's Day when I record and hopefully release this. Um, So it's a time where we look forward to the next 12 months. So I would suggest there are some things that the martial arts should have taught you that will help you over the next 12 months. So um, that's what we're going to, to look at in this podcast. Uh, I fly to Norway tomorrow as well. My uh, Christmas break is over. And as usual, I I kind of look forward to the break and then five minutes into it, I'm itching to travel again. (laughs) Um, So I'm really looking forward to going to Norway and then I'm off to the US in a couple of weeks as well. So um, wherever you are in the world, if you pop along to ianabernethy.com, look at the seminar dates, you'll you'll see when I'm uh, next near you. And if you want to keep up with all the seminars, the, the best thing to do is join the newsletter. So if you go to the website, join the newsletter, um, you'll get a couple of free ebooks for doing that. And it means that you, on like every month or so, you'll get a newsletter, which will include all the details of the, the seminars as well. So um, I'm also obviously the uh, World Combat Association has had another good year. Uh, I'm currently at the moment putting together a Nihanshi applications video uh, for the WCA World Combat Association membership. So if you want to uh, that should be hopefully online within a, a week or two, but that'll be ex- ex- exclusively for WCA members. So if you prop along to worldcombatassociation.com, you can find out more about that. And if you'd like to join us in that group, you know, you can drop me uh, an email via the website or at ian at worldcombatassociation.com as well. That's my, my address for the group. Okay, so um, that'll do with the introduction. I think there are a couple of things I wanted to mention to you. We'll get straight into the uh, podcast which is uh, 10 things the martial arts should have taught you about life. Well, seeing as it's the start of a new year, I thought I'd write and record this podcast for release on New Year's Day. So I wrote it yesterday, and I'm recording it today on uh, um, New Year's Day, so hopefully it'll get out today as well. Um, So... A regular listener, you'll know I'm a great believer uh, in the ability of the martial arts to both enhance life as well as preserve it. And uh, Gichin Funakoshi, founder of Shotokan Karate, uh, in his 20 precepts, the 10th precept was put karate into your everyday life and you will find its subtle secrets. So there are lessons to be learned in the microcosm of the dojo that we can apply to the macrocosm of everyday life. So in this podcast, I thought we'd look at 10 lessons that you should have learnt from your time in the dojo that apply to everyday life, and if you take them to heart, can help make the next 12 months more productive and enjoyable than they may otherwise have been. So these 10 lessons are not meant to be a definitive 10, and they're presented in no particular order. These are simply 10 lessons that came to mind when I sat down to write the podcast. Um... So I would say that anyone with even a moderate amount of training should be well aware of these. Um, But they can be easily overlooked, but they are in plain sight in any well-run dojo. Uh, That doesn't mean, of course, that the basic are any less potent for their obviousness. And I picked 10 simply because 10 is a nice number. I could have done more or less. But regardless, I hope these 10 give you pause for thought, 
help you to underline some of the non-physical benefits of martial arts training and help you get into the right mindset to make uh, 2015 a great year for you and yours. Um, so here we go. Ten things that the martial arts should have taught you about life. So number one, improvement takes time and effort. So many of us start the martial arts with the idea that we simply need to be initiated into the secrets in order to develop skill. I mean, that was certainly my view when I started training as a child. You know, I'd watched way too many Kung Fu movies. Um, however, the harsh reality of how long it takes to get good is quickly impressed upon us. Uh, we don't go from being beginners to experts instantly. We need to make consistent and regular efforts over a long period of time. Uh, we know this from training and that the same lesson applies to everyday life. Whatever it is you want to be good at, whatever it is you want to achieve or be or do, it'll take consistent effort over a long period of time. So the new year is traditionally a time where we make resolutions, or we should be making resolutions, i.e. being resolute in our intentions. What we tend to do is make wish lists. Uh, people make uh, make lists like, you know, this year I'm going to get fitter, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to be happier and so on. I mean, all those are, are wishes. Uh, we need to make the effort if they are to manifest. And we need to make that effort over a long period of time. So if you want to get fitter, you need to exercise more and commit to doing it for an extended period. If you want to lose weight, then you need to eat better and exercise more and do both those things for a long period of time. Half-hearted and sporadic efforts, you know, they won't cut it. Um, we can't make ourselves better martial artists simply by wishing we were better. We need to train consistently over long periods of time. So your martial arts training should have instilled into you that whatever it is you want to achieve in 2015, it's going to require effort and it's going to require time. You know, you make that effort over time and you will make progress. You know, so in short, you need to be resolute with your resolutions. Okay, the second one is, growth is uncomfortable, but the rewards are worth it. Now, I think Muhammad Ali summed out how most martial artists feel about training uh, when he said, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now and live the rest of your life as a champion. So training's rarely fun. You know, it's hard work. However, the sense of achievement and the results of training are fun. Uh, training is something I most often enjoy when it's over. Our martial arts training therefore instills in, into us that we need to accept that discomfort is a precursor to growth. We accept discomfort as the necessary price of growth. Now, while some may quit at the first sign of difficulty or discomfort, mistakenly believing that they, those things are a sign that something is wrong, we martial arts types know that they are a precursor to growth. We just stick with it. We keep showing up and we know that progress will follow. So... You should know that whatever you have planned for 2015, it's going to involve discomfort and difficulty. And as a martial artist, you should be totally okay with that. Uh, as Mito Musashi states in the Earth Book of the classic combative um, uh, treatise on combative strategy, uh, the Book of the Five Rings, he said, It may seem difficult at first, but everything is difficult at first. We martial arts types know that, and we fully accept it and we never deny it. Okay, the third one is, uh, third lesson, failure is always an option. However, failing to give it your all is not. No, we can lose, we can fail. Success is not guaranteed, ever. Uh, many people want a guarantee of success. They fear failure and hence don't attempt things, and that's not the martial way. 
Every one of us in the martial arts has experienced failure. We've got techniques wrong, we've been kicked, punched, thrown, strangled, locked, we've failed gradings, we've been beaten in competitions, we've been totally outclassed in sparring and so on. We know failure is always possible. We accept it as part of our journey, but we don't accept it as our final destination. If we fail, then we learn what we can from the experience and we try again. Uh, basketball legend Michael Jordan has, sums this up beautifully uh, in the following quote. He said, uh, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to make the game-winning shot and I missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeeded. So we don't fear failure, but we don't court it either. We fully commit to something and we give it our all. You know, And there's some great quotations in the Hagakura, let's get a samurai treatise uh, on this topic. And I think the following one captures the idea of resolute commitment very well. It says, nothing is impossible in this world. Firm determination, it is said, can move heaven and earth. Things appear beyond one's power only because one has not set his heart on any arduous project due to want of strong will. So no, no matter how resolute we might be and how strong our will might be, we can still fail. You know, and the Hagakura also tells us this. It says, if you must fail, then fail magnificently. I, I utterly love that. So we don't fail meekly or through lack of effort or resolve. We don't fail stupidly through lack of preparation, impatience or impetuousness. We, when we do fail, we'll fail intelligently and majestically. There'll be honour and glory in such a failure, and certainly no shame in any form. As martial artists, we commit to success. We accept the possibility of failure. However, we'll always give it our all, and should we not succeed, our failure will be beautiful and majestic. We accept failure as a possibility, but we never fear it. Because it is that fear of failure that causes us not to act um, not to even try or to act without conviction. And if we can get the mindset right, if we don't fear failure, that attitude makes success all the more likely. Okay, so the fourth lesson is being both unrelenting and flexible are needed to progress. Now, this is a lesson we all quickly learn through our um, sparring and life practice. Uh, as just mentioned, being determined and relentless is a positive, but that's a million miles away from being pig-headed and stubborn. Um, the old saying, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, can be misleading. Einstein, who everyone agrees was a clever bloke, he defined insanity as doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. So being unrelenting is not a matter of doing the same thing repeatedly. Um, as we know from sparring, if something didn't work, we are generally best advised to switch to something else. We don't give up, but what we do do is change the way we intend to achieve the goal. Uh, the traditional martial arts analogy for this is water. You know, Bruce Lee, Sun Tzu, and uh, many more all said a warrior or an army should be like water. Now, if you think of stream, uh, a stream flowing down a mountainside, it never quits and goes back up the mountain. Um, it erodes the earth where it's weak, and it flows away from the earth where it is strong. If it reaches a blockage, it will build up. It either goes over the top of the blockage or builds up enough pressure to break it out of the way. If water is struck, it simply moves out of the way and then reforms. It will always adapt perfectly to fit the circumstances that contain it. It can become ice and break rocks. It can become vapour and float into the sky. We need to be unrelenting and flexible, just like water. So when you set your goals for these coming uh, 12 months, be resolute that you will achieve them. 
but be flexible about the means by which you will achieve them. You need to be able to adapt to ever-changing circumstances. Differentiate between the objective and the means by which you intend to achieve that objective. The objective is clearly defined. The means by which we achieve that objective must be flexible. In sparring and in combat, we are resolute about achieving our objective. But the means by which we will achieve it is never fixed, but entirely dependent upon circumstances. And I would suggest that life is best when we approach it in pretty much the, the same way. So the fifth one is, it's okay to be weird. <laughs> I mean, it really is, but you're a martial artist, so you know this already. Right? As I often say at seminars, one of the reasons I enjoyed the seminars so much is the fact that I get to spend time with people who are just like me. People who share this fascination for the details of karate, who laugh when a technique hurts, who can smile at the brutality of a given method, but who don't revel in brutality. You know, we dress in our pyjamas and we enjoy punching our friends. <laughs> we congratulate people who strike us. You know, we are not normal. <laughs> and we're totally okay with that. We enjoy what we do. We spend long, painful, sweaty hours doing it. And we know that makes us seem weird to others who couldn't fathom the attraction if their lives depended on it. Now, I would suggest many people are imprisoned in a grey life of mediocrity. They never venture out of the fur-lined rut of the mainstream and the conventional, but not us. Uh, we know there's lots of adventure and treasure to be found by going against the grain. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson was bang on the money when he said, A man must consider what a rich realm he abdicates when he becomes a conformist. So if you've got big plans for 2015, you can be sure that those that play it safe will be trying to encourage you to be normal, right? as if that's a good thing. You know, we shouldn't expire to be spectators. We should do as Joseph Campbell advised and follow our bliss. Uh, we don't aspire to be ordinary or average. We commit to excellence and seek to be extraordinary. And to quote Emerson again, he said, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest of accomplishments. Okay, so the sixth one is, um, having trained people throw punches at your head makes life easier. <laughs> and again, I mean, we know this, but the concept seems totally insane to those who are not of the martial persuasion. You know, asking the boss for a raise, you know, changing careers, indeed making any positive change is sure to be accompanied by anxiety. Um, but all those things are pretty small in comparison when the evening before you had a 200-pound guy kneeling on your chest, raining punches down on you. Uh, we get used to fear, stress, and challenging situations. The mini-universe that is the dojo prepares us for the challenges of the outside world. Uh, Gichin Funakoshi, it's a great quote this, Gichin Funakoshi said, One whose spirit and mental strength have been strengthened by sparring with a never-say-die-attitude should find no challenge too great to handle. One who has undergone long years of physical pain and mental agony to learn one punch, one kick, should be able to face any task, no matter how difficult, and carry it through to the end. A person like this can be truly said to have learned karate. I couldn't agree more. We submit ourselves to the austere nature of training uh, because we understand this process. Uh, we don't only develop a never-say-die attitude so we can fight. We develop such an attitude so we can live fully. So the seventh one is, uh, we make the longest journey through a series of little steps. Now this is related to the first lesson, uh, but it's also important that we learn that every single little step counts. Uh, we should not get despondent because the results are not immediately obvious. 
You don't become slim the very first time you decide not to have sugar in your coffee. But it's when it's done consistently that it will contribute towards weight loss. When Anko Itoso wrote down his 10 precepts of karate in 1908, the first part of the third precept was uh, karate cannot be learnt quickly. Like a slow-moving bull, it eventually travels a thousand leagues. Um, so we need to ensure we focus on the day-to-day -day process and not overly fixate on the product. I mean, there's an oft-recited tale in the martial arts where a prospective student uh, visits a master and asks, you know, how long will it take me to become the best fighter in the area? And the master tells the would-be student it'll take oh, at least 10 years. So thinking that 10 years is a long time, the prospective student asks, you know, okay, well, I'll train twice as hard as all your other students. Now, how long will it take? And the master says it'll take 20 years. So confused, the would-be student asks, how long will it take me to be the best fighter in the region if I only stop training to eat and sleep? And the master reply replies that, well, in that case, it'll take 30 years. So the student asks the master to explain that why he increases the number of years every time he, he tells him he'll work harder. And the master tells him that, you know, the more the student is fixating and obsessing on the destination, the less able he'll be able to concentrate on the immediate tasks that will take him to that destination. So as a student's fixation on the goal intensifies, his ability to concentrate on the day-to-day -day tasks required to achieve that goal decrease, hence the extra time needed. You know, and we live in an age where people want effortless success, immediate rewards and pats on the back for every little effort made. Um, if the product is not immediately forthcoming, many people quickly abandon the process. You know, nothing of any real value is achieved quickly, and if we want to be successful in the long term, we need to keep focused on the process, regardless of whether the progress is readily apparent or not. So in 2015, ensure you take lots of little steps towards your goal, because they mount up. You know, when we reach this time next year, you'll be amazed how far you've travelled. You know, so there's a nice quote from James Lane Allen about this. He said, work joyfully and peacefully, knowing that right thoughts and right efforts will invariably bring about the right results. Okay, so number eight is life is hard, but human resilience is harder. Uh, the true martial artist, by definition, is someone who is prepared to take on challenges. We don't seek an easy life. Uh, instead, we seek ever greater challenges in order to ensure growth. Once we've learnt one technique, passed one grade, in won one competition, the very thing we do is start work on the next one. Um, some challenges we seek out, and others are thrust upon us. Uh, but the way we deal with them is largely the same. You know, so we face challenges in life, not just in the dojo, obviously. So Winston Churchill famously said, he said, when you're going through hell, keep going. The nature of martial arts training develops that internal endurance to push beyond perceived breaking points. We know that in doing so, we grow stronger and more able. Uh, we push ourselves in training beyond the limits of our skills and physical abilities. And we know that leads to an increase in our skills and physical abilities. So everything we need to defeat a problem in our lives can often be found within the problem itself. Problems can develop strength, insight and resilience. As a Roman uh, poet Horace said, he said, adversity has the effect of eliciting talents which in prosperous circumstances would have lain dormant. Um, in his book Karate Do Kyohan, Gichin Funakoshi includes the, the following quote from um, Confucian scholar um, Mencius. He said, when heaven is about to confer a great responsibility on a man, it will exercise his mind with suffering. 
It will subject, uh, subject his sinews and bones to hard work. It will expose his body to hunger, put him into poverty, place obstacles in the paths of his deeds. And in doing so, it will stimulate his mind, harden his nature and make achievable what otherwise would not have been. So I, mean, I fully agree with that. Um, as Nietzsche famously said, you know, that which does not destroy us serves to make us stronger. Now, in the movie uh, Rocky Balboa, uh, the title character um, says the following to his son. And again, this is a, a good quotation. So Rocky's talking to his son and he says, Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forwards. How much you can take and keep moving forwards. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you've got to be willing to take the hits. And not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. So I, I think that's very true. Nothing does hit as hard as life. But we learn the process of how to deal with the hits that life gives us through the hits we take in the dojo. Physical and metaphorical. Um, we know that our bodies can fail, but we also know that our resolve and will can be unbreakable. If we get knocked down, we learn, we get up and we go again. Our trials don't make us afraid, bitter or angry. They make us wiser, more compassionate, more able, stronger. The hardest battles are rarely the ones we fight physically. Most of us will face great hardships in our lives at some point. But we're warriors and we live a warrior's life. We'll sweat, bleed and weep. We'll repair, rest and recoup when needed, but we will never quit trying to push forward. We may be brought to our knees, but we'll always will ourselves to stand once again. As the great Mita Musashi said, he goes, The way of the warrior does not permit you to accept an inferior position to anything. We're martial artists, we know this, we live this. I mean, that doesn't mean we never fail, fall or despair, but it does mean we will grow from every failure. We will rise from every fall. And despair will always eventually give way to determination. So, number nine. Uh, friendships forged in shared adversity are the deepest. Now, I've said many times that the most valuable thing I've ever got from training is good friendships. I'm very blessed that I have friends in the martial arts all over the globe. And I've good friends outside the martial arts too. But one thing all my friends have in common is shared adversity. Whether that be inside the dojo or outside it. You know, the company we keep is very important. Martial artists tend to be positive people who lead healthy lifestyles and are keen to better themselves. And as discussed, you know, we can be more than little weird and eccentric too. I mean, what's not to like? One of the main factors in how happy we are is, is having close friendships. Friends stand by each other, guide each other and help each other. You know, the martial arts community is a great community to be part of. Uh, so the martial arts are sometimes thought of as like solo activities when compared to team sports. But, you know, we know... That it's the dojo team made up of instructors and all the various levels of students that ultimately all work together to progress the whole group. You know, when approached correctly, there's a lot to learn about friendship, leadership and community within the dojo environment. And Thomas Aquinas said, you know, there's nothing on this earth to be more prized than true friendship. Um, and as you know, the dojo is a good place to find those friendships. Uh, so number 10, uh, insert your own. <laughs> Okay, so I've cheated a little, but with good reason. You know, I've given you nine lessons from the martial arts that I feel can help you in 2015. But as I said in the introduction, there are many more. So now I need you to do a little work. 
If you analyse any of your achievements in the martial arts, you will be able to see that the process you followed to make those achievements is every bit as relevant to life outside the dojo. So what is it you'd like to achieve, do or become in 2015? During the Earth's next short trip around the sun, what you, will you be doing so that this time next year you're living an even better life than you are now? Now, what problems have you got? What tests and difficulties are you facing? Uh, now, when you've answered those questions, what have the martial arts taught you that will help you with that? As I say, this is stuff you already know. It's the exact same principles, just been uh, applied in a different context. So if you feel a little cheated by number 10 being an, you know, a do-it-yourself one, then we can return to the beginning of this podcast and switch insert your own for Geechin Funakoshi's Put Karate Into Your Everyday Life and you will find its subtle, uh, subtle secrets. Any achievement you've made in the martial arts, you know, whether that be a grading past, turning up for your first class and overcoming those nerves, uh, struggling to learn a technique but eventually getting it, um, all of those achievements will have lessons that apply outside of the dojo. Now, it's not that martial arts are anything uniquely special. Any demanding activity will include lessons that will apply beyond the activity itself. And it's always worth reflecting on those lessons in order to maximise the benefits of engaging in that activity. You know, the martial arts have a lot more to offer than practical fighting skills. And as we start 2015, I feel that's something worth reflecting on. Well, thanks uh, once again for listening in to the first podcast of 2015. Obviously, many more to come uh, throughout the uh, the year. Uh, thank you very much for your support of the podcast. Uh, it, it's always really nice when I go to the seminars and things and people are telling me that they listen to them and it's it's good to know I'm not just talking to myself as well. <laughs> so, um, so I, And they do have, from what we can gather, quite a high listenership. So I, I, I appreciate everyone's helping in spreading the words of them and as I've said before you know your support through attending the seminars you know buying the books and the DVDs uh, the downloads uh, making little donations by the website it all enables me to spend the time on these things so um, I appreciate your support and uh, I'm really glad that you're um, listening and I hope that you found this podcast uh, useful so um, yeah so I'll be back with another one uh, very soon uh, I'm, I know we're well overdue for like a Q&A podcast uh, I don't know if that will be the the next one or not because i've got a couple of other ideas i want to explore but uh, um we certainly will be doing one of those in the the near future anyway so um yes so thank you very much for listening in um happy new year and i'll be back um with another podcast shortly okay take care see you soon bye <laughs>